the Woodside Church Podcast. Well, good morning to you. Uh, my name is Martin and it is uh, a joy to be able to bring God's word to us today. Now, we are continuing in our series called Fan the Flame, Fan the Flame of the Gift of the Holy Spirit in us. And so we're looking at 2 Timothy and it's interesting, the letter that we know as 2 Timothy is actually written by a guy called Paul. And Paul was like a father. He certainly was a spiritual father, but probably more than that, uh, Paul was like a father to Timothy. So this is like a father and a father's heart addressing and instructing his son. So we get amazing insight into how Paul feels about his predicament and we'll come to that in a moment but also the things that a father would say to a son that he would say look just remember these things and so 2 Timothy and also obviously first letter 1 Timothy are very insightful and helpful in understanding this amazing relationship between Paul and Timothy but as Paul writes this letter uh, these are really dark days for Paul the backdrop to this moment is that James, the, the leader of the Jerusalem church, has now died. Peter, uh, one of the early apostles and early uh, disciples of Jesus, the one that, in fact, Jesus said, I will build my church on, on you. He has also died. And countless numbers of other friends of Paul would have died in Rome as well. And Paul is now writing from prison in Rome. And he realises that he's very likely to be added to those Christian martyrs that have gone before him. So this is, these are dark days for Paul. And you get a sense where Paul is making sure that he communicates the really important things to Timothy as Timothy almost takes hold of the baton. And continues to run the race that Paul had begun. Paul is concerned about the health of the faith. He's concerned about what he has been involved in is reproduced and that the gospel continues to advance. And so I'd like to use this phrase as my title and I'd like to unpack these three phrases. So simply I've called this morning's message Hold on, keep on, pass on. Hold on, keep on, and pass on. And we'll read from 2 Timothy verse 13. Let's first get into hold on. What does it mean to hold on? 2 Timothy verse 13 goes like this. Hold on to the pattern of wholesome teaching you learned from me. A pattern shaped by faith and love that you have in Christ Jesus. Through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us. Again, it's, the, it's the, that fan the flame. It's Paul reminding Timothy that it's the power of the Holy Spirit working in him. He says, through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us, carefully guard the precious truth that has been entrusted to you. Timothy is told 
to hold on to the pattern of teaching. Hold on to what he's learned from Paul and has been entrusted to him. He's to guard this precious truth. It's interesting that he says that this precious truth has been shaped by faith and love. Shaped by faith and love. That's what he says at the beginning, verse 13. Hold on to the pattern of wholesome teaching you learned from me, a pattern shaped by faith and love in Christ Jesus. Paul is talking about the responsibility of the individual Christian to hold on to truth. When other influences and other messages might be pressing in, he's encouraging Timothy and us to hold on to that truth. But actually the way this truth is shaped, Paul says, is by faith and love in Jesus Christ. It's it's a relationship with him. It's not just it's not just words on a page, it's, it, it's earthed in a relationship with Jesus and expressed and shaped in faith and love. See, often when we talk about truth or the Bible, we, we can be focused upon knowledge and, and someone knowing their Bible very well. And even when we read these words, we can think, well, this is about having really good Bible knowledge. And you know, we're often impressed by that, aren't we? We're impressed by someone who knows their Bible well. Now, let's be, uh, let, let me be clear. I'm not saying that, that it's not a good thing to know your Bible well. Of course it is. And, and I love it when there's those people where you, you may quote half a verse to them and you'll say, where does it say, so-and-so, so the Lord said this, 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 this. And instantly they say, oh yeah, that's Malachi chapter two, verse whatever. And that's a real gift. It's, it's a real uh, and, and real blessing to those of us who are around that type of person. If I'm honest, I, I'm not really like that. I'm not someone that, that retains information in the way that, that, that just I can just call upon that in my memory. It's a bit like, uh, you know, when you're, when, you're, when you're involved in a quiz team uh, and there's some people that are just, they're just amazing at quizzes. They retain information. Uh, I remember my Uncle David, uh, he, he was brilliant. He's no longer with us, sadly, but Uncle David, he just had, had, had a head full of information, often, Useless information, I often used to think, but if he's involved in trivial pursuit, I want to be in his team. If there's a quiz involved, I want to be in his team because he could pull out things so quickly and so helpfully. I'm not really like that. It's interesting, we are often impressed by someone who has knowledge of the Bible. As I say, that is a good thing, but actually that isn't and shouldn't be what we focus on. Because faith and love are action words. They're not objective. They're not recalling memory. Paul says that, that, that this pattern of teaching is shaped by faith and love. See, it's not about knowledge of the Bible. It's about putting 
the truth of the Bible into action. It's how we express truth in faith and love. In fact, we shouldn't be surprised that uh, the Bible and Paul in this moment uh, encourages us to work out uh, the truth of, of, of God's word in our lives, because this is consistent to the teaching of Jesus in other places. You may be familiar when Jesus talked uh, and gave teaching about the wise and foolish builders. He talked about everyone who hears these words and puts them into practice. They're the wise builders, Jesus says. When Jesus said on what we know is the Great Commission on Matthew 28, he said, go and make disciples, teaching them to know their Bibles very, very well. He didn't say that. He said, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded. You see, Paul is trying to say, Jesus clearly was saying that we're to hold on to truth. But we do that by applying it to our lives, through our faith and through our love. So I wonder what areas of your life, of my life, are we struggling to trust God in? To, to if you like, to have faith that God is with us in? Because this is where, where it matters. Is it in our health, our finances, our job security, our identity, our future? We're to apply this pattern of teaching by knowing what it means to trust in a faithful God in the midst even of great challenge. And we see the same with love. Who does God want you and I to show love to today, to outwork the truth that we see in Scripture, that we're to love God, yes, but also to love our neighbour as we love ourselves. So who are we to express God's love to? Maybe it's a colleague, a friend, maybe it is a neighbour, whoever it might be. But to be those that work out this pattern of teaching through faith in love. We're to hold on to that and apply it to our lives. Put it into practice is the way that Jesus described it. Secondly, we're to keep on. We're to keep on going, being faithful with what we've started with with where Paul has instructed us, hold on to this truth, but actually keep on applying it, keep on living it out. We see this in verse 15, when Paul gets very personal, where we're reminded that this is actually a personal letter to Timothy, that we get the chance to just have a look in and see the heart of Paul reflected to Timothy. This is verse 15, as you know, everyone, from the province of Asia has deserted me. Even Phygelus and Hermogenes. May the Lord show special kindness to Onesiphorus. I can never see these, say these words. Onesiphorus and all his family because he often visited and encouraged me. He was never ashamed of me because I was in chains. When he came to Rome, he searched everywhere until he found me. May the Lord show him special kindness on the day of Christ's return. And you know very well how helpful he was 
in Ephesus. See, Paul begins by saying everyone has deserted him. Probably that is hyperbole. That's probably Paul exaggerating, but it's how he felt. You know, those moments you think, well, everything's going wrong. That's how Paul is expressing from this difficult place, writing from prison. But we see, as I said earlier, a personal letter naming names of people that have fallen away, that didn't keep going when things were tough. But I love the way that he honours Onesiphorus and he, he, he particularly mentions how he has stayed faithful and has encouraged Paul even in very threatening times. Do you know, I know I probably shouldn't say this, but I think Woodside is an amazing church. I, I, it's, the, ah, it's the best church I've ever been a part of. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I just feel the love that people have for others, the, the way they demonstrate their love, the way they go the extra mile, uh, the way they stand and trust God, it's wonderful. It's, it's wonderful from so many different uh, uh, stories I, I could retell of how people express faith and love. They keep on going, trusting God and showing his love to others. And I could mention the food bank team uh, who have been uh, serving every week throughout this pandemic, continue to this day, serving those that are really, really struggling at this time. The youth team uh, are just about to launch youth church. I think it's, it's tonight, isn't it? And so really thrilled uh, about uh, what we are doing uh, at this time for our teenagers. So, so important. Thank you to Hannah Clements and others in the team. Thank you for their willingness to give of their time to ensure that we love and care for our teenagers the best that we can. We've said it before, but it's worth saying again, those involved in the care profession, those involved in the National Health Service, those working in schools and other key workers in shops and postal services. There are people that in the midst of these challenging days, and let's be honest, we, we don't know what these next months are really going to be like, but they faithfully demonstrate their love for others. I, I thank you, all of you, for what you continue to do for us and our community and our town and our country often. We thank you so much for how people serve. We thank, we're grateful for those who are serving our town uh, in the local council. We thank you for Michael Headley, who, who, who is part of the team there. We, we just are so grateful for people that are loving our town in the midst of deep challenge. I'm so, I'm so appreciative of, of how people demonstrate these things in practical ways. They don't just hold on, but they keep on holding on as they trust God and express his love to others. So we've talked about holding on. We talked about keeping on. The last one is passing on or to pass on. Let's read from these next verses. Timothy, my dear son, be strong through the grace that God gives you in Christ Jesus. You have heard me teach things that I have confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths 
to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. Remember the backdrop is Paul is in prison, James has died, Peter the Apostle has died, countless uh, friends of Paul have died and Paul is now in prison and he knows he's likely to die. And he says to Timothy, you heard me teach these things. Again, the first point, holding on to these uh, truths and applying to our lives is coupled with what we pass on to others. We reproduce who we are. If we go a particular direction, we reproduce that in others that we influence. So Paul weaves these two things together. You heard me teach these things. That's been confirmed by other witnesses around Paul. Now teach these things to others, to trustworthy people, those who will pass on to others also. It's interesting, I've preached on, on these verses before, in fact, to Woodside. Uh, and I, I've loved the way there's this, this multiplication. Timothy, so Paul to Timothy, Paul to trustworthy people and trustworthy people to others. And I love this four layers, if you like, of reproduction that is highlighted in these verses. But you know, one thing that I became aware of uh, a bit of an uh, insight that I hadn't fully grasped before is, of course, this isn't talking about four people, which sometimes I think it's applied to this one leader to another leader to another leader to another leader. This is actually so much more. What Paul is describing is what can be best described as exponential growth. That is that you've got from Timothy so it's from Paul to Timothy, you get one becoming two. But then Timothy is instructing trustworthy people, which could be five people. It could be 10 people. It could be more. And then those trustworthy people are each investing in and passing on to others that will run the race also. And so it's not four actually it multiplies from timothy to 10 and each of those 10 possibly to another 10 quickly you get this exponential growth that gets to a hundred and beyond so paul in prison is thinking of how the gospel is going to continue and how disciples of jesus are going to run that race and multiply so so it's not one or two it's hundreds, thousands spreading this truth. It's the same as what Jesus said in the Great Commission, go and make disciples that, that obey my teaching. Go and make disciples that obey my teaching to go and make disciples. And you get this wonderful multiplication of, of disciple making. This is God's plan for us. Just imagine for a moment if in the next 10 years you led five people to Christ. You, you helped five people, maybe 10 people, one person a year. But more importantly, let's believe that those people would do the same that you've done. Whether it's five, two, ten, doesn't matter. 
What's amazing is God's pattern of multiplication means that as we invest in others, as we pass on to others, we seek to equip them to pass on to others also. And the story continues. So we have looked at holding on. We've looked at keeping on and we've looked at passing on. I'd love to pray for us. I'd love to particularly pray in light of keeping on. I'd love to pray for us that we would stay strong in applying this truth to our lives. Particularly if you feel a bit disconnected, which wouldn't be a surprise at the moment, I'd encourage you to reach out to a community group, to reach out to someone else in the church family. Uh, let's look, while we do that, let's look out for others that we think might be on the edge. We want to keep on working out God's truth in our lives, trusting him and expressing his love around us. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for this rich teaching. And Lord, we pray that you would help us to hold on to this pattern of teaching by applying it to our lives. Lord, where we need to be challenged, Lord, I pray you would put your finger on some things. Lord, we want to be those that obey you, that follow you faithfully. But Lord, also we want to be those that stay faithful to you and faithful to one another. I pray particularly for those that are maybe struggling at this time, feel disconnected. Lord, I pray you would help them to get connected. Lord, particularly I pray that we would all find a connection in, in, in a relationship group or community group, our small groups, that we can look out for one another in the coming months. And Lord, I pray for that wonderful uh, uh, plan you have of multiplication. Help us to be those that invest in others, to lead others to you, that they would lead others to you also. Lord, we bless you that you are with us in the midst of these times. And we thank you that your word brings instruction and life to how we are to keep going and keep following you faithfully. Be with us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're done. Thank you so much uh, for being with us or, or listening to me. Uh, I will hand you uh, back to Tim now. So God bless you all. Hope to see you real soon. You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.